third sermon in the series protection we are going to learn from Psalm 27 can you say Psalm 27 little louder can you say protection okay this morning I titled my sermon as protection from emotional attacks can you say that with me protection from emotional attacks so we are living in a world there are attacks many kinds of attacks around us and most of the time they are neither physical attacks nor spiritual attacks but emotional attacks hope you'll be able to see the difference between physical attacks and spiritual attacks and emotional attacks most of the time we have a tremendous attack in our emotions that we have been going through especially during last two two and a half years psalm 27 assures such an emotional protection to the children of god as i said it's only for the children of god psalm 27 is a psalm that gives emotional protection that promises emotional protection I, I don't think you would have ever read that psalm in that way but when I read that that's what I understand it gives us an emotional protection assurance of emotional protection that God could give only to his own children when we are emotionally attacked our emotions get wounded easily when we are emotionally attacked unlike normal wounds the recovery of an emotional wound takes time it's very long it's time-consuming we don't recover faster than like we recover from a physical wound emotional wounds they don't get healed easily even after emotional wounds get healed even they become scar unlike normal wound normal wounds if you touch the emotional wound it's still it will flinch it will still respond it will still pain physical attacks can be easily can easily cripple our physical life our movement but emotional attacks they make us emotionally cripple lifelong lifelong and eventually our life will become useless today we come across many such people walking on the face of this earth they are physically do right do 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 everything but emotionally they are crippled and they are useless for the kingdom of god even they are useless for their family and their own life you may forget the physical illness or the physical fall that you had the moment you recover from that your broken angle you don't even remember if we ask Vinit, you know he was just on sling for a couple of months and now if you ask him he doesn't even remember because it's just a physical wound and he got healed physical wound is easily it's, it's healed when we talk about emotional wound the hurt is lifelong we carry that lifelong the moment you see you think that you forget you are, you are you are forgiven that person and you have forgotten that situation but moment you see that person that individual who was involved in your emotional hurt your emotions burst out without your control emotional attacks they make permanent damages in our lives that we won't recover from those damages during the rest of our lives today some of our behaviors are very well related 
to the emotional attack that we had in our lives. Maybe during our childhood days. Another word is emotional abuse. During your university days, among your peers, the kind of struggle that you went through, you are experiencing that still in your life because emotional hurt, emotional damage, emotional attack is so severe, it will never go out of your life. And that's where we need the protection of God. That's where you need the protection of God over your children even now because once they are wounded emotionally, it changes their whole behavior. It changes their whole life. Psalm 22, 27 is returned. Return to assure protection, emotional protection that God only give, can give in our lives. Psalm 27 talks about fivefold protection that God is assuring to his people. Shall we read that together? There are fivefold protection that God can give us. Protection against, number one, against fear, against trouble, against shame, against rejection, against accusation. You know, these are the five different emotional struggles that we go through on the face of this earth. And Psalm 27 very well addresses all these emotional struggles. And it assures us how God can protect you and your family from those emotional, from these emotional attacks. Number one, protection against fear. Let's read Psalm 27 verses 1 through 3. Protection against fear. The Lord is my light. And my salvation, can you read with me? Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. Fear stirs up our emotions when we are afraid to face a situation or when we realize that consequences of facing that particular situation, fear grips our hearts. You know, many of us are afraid of many different things. Fear is, not, fear is real. Not all the fears are real, but fear in general is real. But those who are afraid of certain things, fear can easily multiply its intensity. The moment you are fearful of something, the fear, the little amount of fear that comes and that multiplies within you, and the intensity of the fear is so high, it becomes so high. Now in order for our body to handle fear, the brain, our brain becomes hyper alert. The moment we sense fear, our brain becomes hyper alert, our pupils dilate, our bronchus dilate, and our breathing accelerates, heart rate increases, and blood pressure increases. You know, that's the response of our body to fear. And blood flows and the stream of glucose, you know, is ejected, projected into the skeletal muscles all over our body. The moment our body senses fear. Now, what is the consequence? Of fear. Fear weakens our immunity. Those who are often going through fear, those who are often attacked, fear, attacked uh, uh, you know, emotionally because of fear, their immune system is down. 
it causes cardiovascular damage gastrointestinal problems such as ulcer and uh, irritable bowel movement and also uh, decreased fertility it can also lead to accelerated aging at times you know we age because you know always we are living in fear and even premature death fear is a terrible emotional behavior emotional response that you know our body tried to handle and by by the time our body handles fear the body is getting damaged and get, getting deteriorated in addition to all the physical damage fear can cause fear can cause emotional and psychological damages fear can cause all the disorders anxiety can cause to anyone fear doesn't allow us to function with our full potential the moment we are afraid fear turns us down fear puts us down and fear will make sure that we are not capable of doing anything the moment we try to do something new we are so afraid and we are, we don't even touch fear never allows us to get out of our comfort zone and go and try something different something new because we are so afraid this morning we are talking about such a terrible fear not only you if you look at your children the same thing that what you went through in your childhood days your children are going through right now in their lives and we need to handle we need to find a way of handling those fear otherwise you know what without any without any effort your children are going to come up in the same way in their days we must be protected from fear fear is a major concern today many people around the world especially people who are living in the war zone every day they are living in fear those who are hiding in the basements those who are hiding in the hideouts in the parking lots you know they are all living in fear every minute in their lives many live in fear for their parents many live in fear for their spouses many live in fear for their bosses in their workplace many live in fear for death many live in fear for men of god and people of god you know i have seen people getting afraid of seeing looking at the men of god and women of god i mean there is an honor that they are they do they they all uh, you know due for a respect but why are we getting afraid by looking at them don't need to get afraid of them they are just like you i'm not different i'm nowhere different than you than all of us but fear fear for the future we don't know what the future holds for me fear for social interactions you know there are hundreds of phobias you know we know a couple of them that we deal with it every day what is your fear today what is our fear today if god cannot protect us from fear who else can protect if word of god word of god cannot give you the assurance of the protection of god who else can give you fear protection from fear we need to realize that god's protection is available for us david puts that in a beautiful way he says in verses 1 to 3 david says you are my light can you say light you are my light you know the moment light comes you know many of us are afraid of darkness the moment light comes the fear leaves moment light comes fear leaves and he says david says again you are my light you are my salvation and he says lord i don't need to be, need to be afraid you can save me at any time at any moment you can protect me oh god you can take care of me oh god 
And he says again, you are my strength that I'm not afraid. You give me strength, oh God. I don't need to be afraid. He says, though an army may come against me, though a war may rise against me, I will not be afraid. You know, it, it, it may be easy for us to say that, but then David was in that situation. David was exactly situation where in the situation where people of Ukraine are today. He was exactly in the same situation. Anytime anything can happen to his life, but he says, though war may rise against me, I will not fear. As he said, as we speak, we know that many people, those who are living in that fear, many have already said goodbye to this life because they are so afraid of their life. We are thankful to God for what the, what the blessing that God has given us, the protection and safety that God has given us. But at the same time, we don't forget those people, those who are going through terrible time. And there is no guarantee such things can come over our lives at any moment, at any day. Are we prepared to handle fear in our lives? Number two, Psalm 27 gives us an assurance, protection during trouble. Shall we read verse five together? For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me, in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me, he shall set me high upon a rock. When? In the time of trouble. Trouble confuses us, trouble upsets us, it puts us down. Trouble damages our emotions more than any damage that could come to us physically. Our trouble could cause emotional damage, then it can cause physical damage. How many troubles we can name them? Trouble in relationship, trouble in the family, trouble with children, trouble in our health condition, trouble in our finances, trouble in our work situation, trouble everywhere. You know, trouble is something which is so beautiful. When it comes, it comes, it brings all its brothers and sisters together. All of them will come together, right? Even though they don't have any relation, but then when they come, they will all come together as one family. Have you experienced that? That's what is trouble. It comes from all directions. You think that, you know, you have come out of one trouble, but the next trouble is just right there standing at the doorstep. And it comes in your life and you will never come out of trouble. When we are all in trouble, we need a place to hide. David is saying, I know he shall hide me. My God shall hide me in his pavilion. Looks like God is having a secret place for those who are living in trouble. But we need to go to God to find that secret place and tell him, God, hide me. According to Psalm 27 verse 5, hide me in that secret place until trouble goes over me. You know, trouble is like a dark, thick cloud over our head. It stays there. It goes very slow over our lives. And it moves and it moves and it is gone. But you know what? Until that is gone, you need a place to hide. Often facing trouble really weakens our emotions. We lose our ability to respond to situation at times and we become dull. We become very dull. Jesus said in John 14, 27, you know how important trouble is. Trouble can damage our lives. We see that in John chapter 14, verse 27. Shall we read that? Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Two areas, in two areas. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. 
two areas where David experienced in his life trouble and fear. God is saying, I will give you peace. Jesus is saying, I will give you peace in those areas for you. Not in the way the world gives, but I will give you my peace. That simply means trouble will come in the world. As we are living in the world, the trouble comes. But God doesn't, you know, give, the, give peace in the same way the world gives, but he gives his peace, his assurance, his protection. So fear and trouble are the two major areas in our lives where we need protection of God. And that protection is found only in Jesus. Amen? He can heal us. He can heal the wound that is caused by fear as well as trouble. And he can give us peace. Number three, protection against shame. Shall we read Psalm 27 verse 6? Protection against shame. Verse 6, and now my head shall be lifted up. Can we read it together? Above my, do you get that in the screen? Shall we read that again? And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Looks like David is standing in front of the enemy with his heads down. That's what the scripture says. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. So he has He's surrendered, surrounded with enemies all around. And he is just standing alone there. His head's, head is put down in shame. What else it could be? In shame. Shame is a very painful feeling of humiliation or distress. It's caused by very conscience, consciousness that we have of something going wrong or doing something wrong. Or maybe our foolish behavior. You know, encountering multiple defeats in our lives suddenly pushes into shame. Feeling of shame can make very deep emotional damage in our lives. We all went through it at some point of time in our lives. There are times when we were ashamed, you know, we, we, when we were put ashamed in front of people. When the expectation was so high, when we couldn't perform in the way that, expect, that was expected, there was a shame that was gripping our lives. Because of high expectation. You know, we all know that hundreds of students end their lives because of shame that they couldn't achieve, they couldn't score good marks in the entrance examination. They are ashamed to face people. They are ashamed to face parents. Many officials who possess very high rank in Navy, in military, in politics, they ended their lives due to shame as they were questioned for their integrity or honor. Many examples we can quote. I was reading about a Navy officer yesterday. He just went and shot himself and he died just only because his integrity was questioned. There are many examples we can quote. Shame is something that creates a tremendous amount of damage in our lives. Shame makes such a deep emotional damage. Shame really shrinks us down 
It really makes us to feel small. You know, once we go through that shame, once we are ashamed in front of people, in front of officials, after that we feel that we are very small. You know, I have experienced, I don't know about you, whether you have experienced such situation in your life, then we feel that we are not really good for anything because we feel so small. Shame really shrinks us down. Of all the feelings that we go through, emotions that we go through, that keeps us down, keeps us back, and keeps us down, and that shatters our dreams and visions, our well-being, shame is the most destructive one. It's very hard to take it out of our heart because it just, it gets embedded into our lives, into our heart. Realizing that defeat, of standing in front of his enemies as he was hanging his, having his head hanging down is the scene that we see in verse 6. Can you read verse 6 again to see what David says? And now my head shall be lifted. Lord, it is enough that I lived in shame. Lord, it is enough that, O oh God, I am put to shame in front of my enemies. Now that my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Can you, can you pray that prayer, Lord? The days are enough that I was living in shame. God is saying, I will protect you from shame. I will lift your head up. How many of us are unable to walk because of what your children did for you? How many of us are unable to walk because of what your spouse has done in your life? You are unable to walk with your head straight today. And God is telling you this morning, he will lift your heads up. Psalm 71 verse 1. Shall we read that Psalm 71 verse 1? In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. Joel chapter 2 verse 27 then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God, and there is no one other, no other. My people shall never be put to shame. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Better believe. Better believe that. My people shall never be put to shame. Number four, protection against rejection. Psalm 27 verse 10, shall we read? When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. David is taking us to an extreme of saying, when my father and my mother forsake me, even if that happens, the Lord will take care of you. You know, many of you were rejected by somebody at some point of time in your life. You need to know one thing. The word of God is already, God is already mindful of you. He was mindful of you. That's the reason he has written Psalm 27 verse 10 telling you that the Lord will take care of you. It's true that you are put, you are rejected by somebody in your life. You are rejected and said that you are not good for me. You can no more live with me. You cannot be, you are not worthy to be called as my own child. And God is telling you this morning, even though your father and mother, forget father and mother, maybe there are many people in your life on whom you trusted, but they came upon you. Then the Lord will take care of you. Whether the rejection that we experience is small or large, one thing that remains constant, that rejection always hurts. 
rejection always hurts. And it usually hurts more than we expect. Whenever that memory comes in our life, whenever the good thing that we have done to that person, whenever those good times that we, we helped somebody and or, or, or we were faithful to somebody, when we realize those moments in our lives, it always hurts. Rejection always hurts. It hurts more than you expect. Rejection can affect anybody. There may be three children or two children, one child would have maybe feeling that rejection all along in his life or in her life. A student in the classroom can always feel rejection. He can feel, she can feel rejection among his or her peers. In a team set up, in a working set up, in a company, you may always feel rejected because of your inabilities. One may at times feel rejected by his own household or at, at times even by his or her in-laws. Rejection is painful and rejection is there everywhere. You know what, how much painful it was? When scientists, they did that really, literally, they placed people in a functional MRI mission. <clears throat> and they were placed in a functional MRI mission for an MRI. And they were asked to recall some of the rejections they had in their lives. And you know what, what the scientist doctors found out was amazing. The patients, not, uh, they were asked to recall some of the rejections they had in their own life at uh, some point of time. And as they were remembering those rejections in their life, they were taken through the MRI mission. And you know what the doctors found? The same areas of our brain becomes active when we experience rejection. The same area when we experience physical pain. The same area of brain becomes active when you feel rejection inside of you. It's the same area when someone is going through tremendous physical pain. That's why every small rejection causes so much of pain in your life. It's not something odd. It is quite normal to experience that pain of rejection. And God is saying, before they continue to work that literal pain in your life, you need my protection, children of God. And God wants you to know your self-worth. The one way to overcome rejection in your life, one way to handle rejection in your life, something that you need to teach to your children is you need to know your self-worth. Father and mother forsaking. You can't find your self-worth with your father and mother, remember. You can't find your self-worth with your spouse. If you try to prove yourself, no matter how much hard you try to poor prove yourself that you are worthy of their acceptance, it's not possible. Bible clearly says, you can't find your self-worth with your father and mother. But the Lord, but the Lord, Find your worth in the Lord. Your worth depends on your reference. Listen to me. If your creator is your reference, you'll find you are the worthy of everything. You are worthy of everything. 
If, as long as you keep your creator as your reference. The moment you put some human being in that reference, you will find that you are unworthy, you are rejected, and this morning God is telling you, keep your reference fixed. Luke chapter 12, verse 6 and 7. That's what Jesus said. Luke chapter 12, verse 6 and 7. Are not five, beautiful scripture, can you read with me? Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? And not one of them is forgotten before God, verse 7. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Keep your reference as God. And try to measure your worth with respect to God. What God thinks about you. Bible says we are God's workmanship. We are created by him. We are found something good in the sight of God. That's what you need and that's what I need. We are found good in the presence of God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Can we read together? For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. For what? For good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I'm not saying that don't keep people in your life. I'm not saying that you leave as a saint, leaving everybody and go away. What I'm trying to tell is, do not measure your worth based on what people think about you, think about you. Do not measure your worth based on what people judge you. We are his workmanship. We are prepared even before the foundation of the earth for good work. God doesn't find anything ugly in you. Listen to me. God doesn't find anything bad in you. Because he created you good. How can you go bad? It's impossible. He created you to do good work. How can you end up in doing bad work? It's not possible. Keep your reference as God. Protection against rejection. Psalm 27 verse 10. Finally, protection against accusation. Psalm 27 verse 12, shall we read 12? Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breath out violence. Accusation is a charge or claim that someone has done something wrong or illegal. That's what is known as accusation. Many times we are falsely accused Many times we are suddenly falsely accused. When someone is falsely accused, it causes a tremendous amount of pressure in the emotion on oneself. And it leaves a long-lasting damages when somebody is falsely accused. The suffering of wrongly getting wrongly, being wrongly accused can be more than or worse than someone grieving for their last dear ones. Did you get that? The suffering, the false accusation can cause to you or anyone is worse than someone who is grieving for some of their dear ones who is lost, who, whom they lost. It is so severe. The victims of wrongful accusation, they experience shock. They experience withdrawal, they experience panic, and they experience anger 
and loss of self-confidence and depression. They feel guilty all the time and they are all lasting long in their lives. Psalm 27, 12, God addresses this just for you, just for me, those who are getting falsely accused. There are many around this world and why not those who are sitting here, those who are listening to me, at some point of time you are falsely accused for doing the right thing. Last week I was listening to a precious woman, someone who worked as an accountant in a hospital for more than 10 years. She was found faithful to all the doctors in the hospital. And she found a bill that was submitted by one of the senior doctors in the hospital for a surgery that was never done. Do you get that? This accountant, this woman, she found one bill that was submitted by a trustworthy senior doctor for a surgery that was never performed in that hospital. She reported to her higher officials when she found that bill because she couldn't process that bill. Next day morning, as soon as she entered the office, her boss called her and asked her to pack up all her stuff and go home. That was a great shock for her. And last week as she was sharing that, she said, now I am 58. That shock really crippled me emotionally that I could never work in my lifetime again. And he asked why you didn't sue her, sue the doctor, that hospital. And you know what she said? The doctor is very well known, very popular to everybody, to that city. I don't want to spoil his name. Instead, I allow my life to be crippled. This morning I'm talking about if God is not protecting against the false accusations that are made in our lives, we lose heart and our life will be crippled. Jesus understood this impact of false accusation in our lives and this is what he said. Matthew chapter 5, if you can come with me. Matthew chapter 5, verse 11. I wish that woman would have known this scripture earlier. Now you know she knows anyway. Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. Blessed, can you read that with me? Blessed are those, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely. Fight for my name's sake. Verse 12. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you including Jesus Christ as a great prophet. God is asking us to rejoice over such moments in your life. And this morning, my question to you is, you, oh, you were falsely accused. Are you rejoicing over that incident in your life? If not, there is something wrong in your godly nature. There is something wrong the way you follow God. You don't know the word of God this morning. Better you know the word of God. If somebody is falsely accusing you, Jesus is asking you to rejoice because blessed are you. When you are reviled and persecuted and said all kinds of evil words against you and falsely you are accused, rejoice because your reward in heaven is great. When we don't live to satisfy 
this earth this world we will rejoice looking forward the place the place that we are ready to go and that will give the joy to our lives so are you falsely accused of mistakes that you have never done are you getting accused for the simple mistake that you have done and that accusation repeats to the throughout your life david is praying to god don't deliver me to the desires of my false accusers protect me oh god let that be our prayer this morning shall we all arise this morning as we close